0: In the morning when you want the news you need the front page every hour on the press box nothing's writing on this except the uh, first amendment the constitution freedom of the press and maybe the future of the country not that any of that matters and now the news by
1: the way congratulations to mark he won tickets to octoberfest out at Ellis Island Casino. We got a lot more still to give away. Roger Waters tickets. We got tickets to the Shriners. There's also a new comedy club starting up at the Sun Coast, And we'll have tickets to that. So comedy, Roger Waters, golf. All of that still to come on the show. So stay tuned if you want to win something. Utah State lost two starters for the rest of the season. They lost a wide receiver and a defensive lineman to injury in their loss to Weber State last week. They lost to an FCS team last week. And And they lost badly. Yeah, like 34-7 or something like that. And lost two starters. Their quarterback, Logan Bonner, he had a knee injury last year. He is back, supposedly fully healthy, has not been very good. 51% completion percentage, 147 yards per game. He's thrown three touchdowns, three picks so far. He's 9 out of 11 in Mountain West quarterbacks in terms of QB rating this is three and one baby this is three and one it almost has to be like it's on the road which I think is maybe the biggest hang up at the moment right but they got blown out by an FCS school they've got significant injury problems their quarterback's not very good I'm, I'm like it almost it's it's UNLV football and there's almost never a game they play where you're like oh that should be a win, but it almost feels like if they... Later
0: in the year, they'll have a few of those. That's true.
1: But it almost feels like if they don't win, it's going to be like a massive blow. Like, it's going to be like, oh, what... what Like, again, we're three games in. It's not like you... I mean, they've blown out a couple of bad teams, but it's not like UNLV has done anything that's, like, unbelievable. But it's just... It's weird to be in a spot where I'm sitting here and I'm like, yeah, if they don't beat Utah State, we're going to be looking around saying... What exactly happened?
0: I'd have loved to ask Brad Powers the other day the last time they were favored on the road. I mean, mean, he's
1: got them in the Mountain West Championship game, so.
0: Favored on the road. You can't think of a time.
1: Favored on the road.
0: No. No. I I... mean, maybe, not even that. I was going to say Hawaii because they've been down, but games there... Tended to be Hawaii no. hasn't been
1: down down like they are this year, though. Like they've they've been right.
0: not good. They've been but, four or
1: five five wins. Right. But that's exactly team. what UNLV is, and they're never going to be favored against that team on the road. I don't know. Did they I play a really bad New Mexico team one year? That's Maybe. the only thing I can think of. But otherwise, it's since the last time they went to a bowl game, probably. I mean, when when else would you favor UNLV on the road? They don't they don't play FCS teams on the road, no. so they they're almost always the worst team that they play. Uh, and they're never going to be favored when you're on the road. Here's the
2: 3-1. Swung on it. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. He's tied the babe. It's a judgey and glass.
0: The 2-2. Two, two. Swung
2: on. Drilled to deep left. That ball is going to be gone. A grand slam to win the game. A no one out bases loaded grand slam bottom of the ninth
1: so the yankees hit two home runs in the ninth inning last night you just heard both of them aaron judge hit a solo home run his 60th of the year and Giancarlo stanton hit a walk-off grand slam the yankees scored five in the ninth the pirates as you heard did not record an out and gave up five runs in the ninth inning have boot. we
0: decided this aaron judge chase is important
1: I have said no. Like okay. getting to sixty. Yankee fans. Getting I mean, to 60. Like the idea of him passing Roger Maris is irrelevant to me. Right? Barry Bonds is the home run right. champion. Right? So passing Roger Maris, I don't, I don't care about that. But hitting six I, I do think hitting 60 is a big deal. Because it's Bonds, McGuire, Sosa, Ruth, and Maris. And now Judge—that's the list of guys that have ever hit 60 home runs in a single season. So I think it's like it's a big deal the season he's having, but him passing Roger Maris is not going to come off as a like oh what a great job because it's like oh you moved into fourth. Right.
3: I mean, him passing Roger Maris and then going and I'm headed to the Giants would be
1: funny. (laughs) Is kind of a big double middle the Red Sox. Oh, that would no. Mm. That would be excellent. (laughs) By the way, I think I'd have to look this back up. I thought I saw a stat. Sammy Sosa is the only person on this list that never led the major leagues in home runs. In a given season? He had three seasons of 60-plus, and he did and it then with, with McGuire and, and Bonds, Bonds was ahead both of him. hit more in those years, I'm, which is unreal to think he's one of six guys to ever do yeah. it but was never the major league leader in home runs.
3: I can't remember who it was, but there was some it may have been bagwell one year hit like 46th and didn't receive an mvp
1: vote <laughs> i mean listen aaron judge might not he could possibly not win the mvp this year
2: well jeez uh, i
0: That's
1: think he's getting enough is, publicity a
2: situation with a husband and a wife or a girlfriend and a boyfriend when you know you're dead wrong and you try to turn the table and make them think they're wrong when oklahoma state has no part in this
1: Oklahoma and Oklahoma State are not going to continue to play after Oklahoma leaves for the Big 12. These are schools that, uh, a great fact from Brett McMurphy's story yesterday, they started playing before Oklahoma was a state.
0: This thing about the uh, Oklahoma State uh, Oklahoma State AD, we don't have any openings to play them. We're full unless there are significant undertakings to make the game happen. It can't happen. I, He's don't, so believe full that. Of that. I don't believe that for a second. Yeah.
1: You can absolutely find space on your schedule if you want. Drop
0: one of your FCS opponents. Give them a check. Bam.
1: No doubt about it. Like it's, it's this, the, the funny part of this is Oklahoma state is saying, ah, we don't have any room for Oklahoma and Oklahoma's AD is like, Hey, they don't want to play us. So we're not going to go out of our way to play them. It is Oklahoma state trying to punish Oklahoma because Oklahoma is going to the sec because Oklahoma state is jealous. Like, that's what they're trying. They're jealous oh, of Oklahoma. there's no question about that. And they're going to the SEC. Yeah. And they're trying to punish them yes. by saying, we're not going to play, gonna play you. you. When in reality, they're only punishing themselves. Oklahoma State Yes, you get is, a
0: chance to play an SEC right. team.
1: Oklahoma State is the little brother yes. in this scenario. You have a chance to beat them. Not playing that game hurts Oklahoma State more than it hurts right. Oklahoma. So... It's funny to me that they're the ones that are like, ah, they're leaving the conference. We're going to punish them. When in reality, the punishment. Yeah, getting punished at all. Oklahoma State's the one that's being punished here. That would be their biggest game. It is their biggest game, and it would still be their biggest game every single year, and now they're taking it away because they think they're punishing Oklahoma. That's actually what I kind of love about what Mike Gundy said about, like, girlfriends
3: and boyfriends, and, you know, and it's more like, no, no, you're more or less acting like the ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend who's putting everything up yeah. on social media right. because right. they're getting married.
1: they. Yeah. they they're, they're, You're right. It's not current girlfriend and boyfriend. This is an ex. Well, I guess technically they're current, but they know they're getting divorced. <laughs> it's going to be like four years, but they
0: know they, they're getting divorced ooh.
1: eventually. Oh, man. This is like the
3: exact opposite of what Jennifer Aniston did when she definitely knew that that guy is dating <laughs> someone
0: else. Uh, You guys want an update? Oh. All right. You want a breaking news? Willie Ramirez, the last time the Rebels were favored anywhere was October 6, 2018.
3: Ooh, lane 8 Any, New you Mex- said anywhere?
0: Anywhere. was October 6, 2018, lane 8 to New Mexico, at Sam Boyd. They lost 50 to 14. The last time UNLV was favored on the road, October 29th, 2016, lane 3 to San Jose State. Rebels lost 30 to 24. I think they're lane 1 this week.
1: Why does that seem so low? Degenerate Danny's in here. You don't have a mic, so don't say anything. But I might need to give Degenerate Danny money to bet on UNLB. That just seems like they're going. Danny's to got it. his all right, phone I'll out. I think he already placed that yeah, right. right look in at
3: Danny's got his phone out right now. They're gonna win that game by. I have one dollar in my wallet, so I may not be able points. to
0: they, bet. Like they're gonna, w- they're Utah State. They State's have to, to win that good. game. Utah State lost to weaver State thirty-five to seven. I think. I, we're we're
1: we're falling for a trap. That's what's happening. We're building them up too much. We're, I don't know what we're doing, but it's the trap somewhere. Then we're gonna one day we're gonna be in here and it's like, oh, they lost by fourteen. We're like, how the hell? <laughs> hey, did they hey!
3: Nothing? They don't lose by fourteen. They're sometimes gonna sometimes <laughs> they do. Okay, that is true. All
2: right. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty detailed question. Uh... <laughs>
0: Is LeBron? James... I just love
3: that he laughs every time. <laughs> because I was right there when
0: it happened. Was... But it was the, it, the best it, was the look in the face. Well, it also was the
3: what happened last week? What happened what happened Sunday? What happened Sunday? What happened Sunday? There's a large man who plays for Tennessee. <laughs> as soon as he answers the question. Yeah. Okay, so back to last Sunday.
1: Is LeBron bald? Yeah. Uh
0: yeah. This, I saw the picture. This picture looks yeah. photoshopped.
1: You think Photoshop? Why, I why it was is him. there there's a little there's a little blur above his bald head? What's going on? Oh, there? no, he, th- that's wisp That's like he, no. You're that's telling him. me he shaved his head and there's still yeah. little wispy things of yeah. hair. His barber's not very good. If you're telling me that's little pieces of hair on top of his head. Well, I think he started. You know, you start at the top and then you start working to the back. He wouldn't post the photo until it was done. I know it's him. Oh, you I'm think the, saying, you think the baldness is Photoshop? It it doesn't look real there's a little fuzzy like halo above his head
3: from from what i heard on the national afternoon show that picture is fake (sighs) that's what the hosts of the afternoon show so you don't think that's him no i think that's him but they according to them they said that the photo is he put a filter yeah it's a filter and some other stuff on. so is he
0: shaving his head or not
3: Probably not. Look,
0: I'll okay. look down the
1: left side of his head. His right eye. I left. see I see it, it. looks I jagged. It.
0: Down down yeah. the left side, it looks yeah. kinda jagged. Yeah.
1: And then right at the top.
0: And the top there's a little fuzz as yeah. well.
1: This has yeah, to be stuff. Maybe he has a bad barber.
3: There's I mean no if, way. I'm a, if
0: I'm at a billionaire, I, I have the best barber. He's that not exists. posting the picture.
3: He's got an entire show about having a good barber.
1: <laughs> I it's it's fake. It has to be fake. Thank you, Danny. I I, <laughs> I normally don't believe you, but thank you, Danny. I will believe you because I agree with you.
0: As Danny makes more bets.
1: <laughs> Next question. Also on the Lakers, uh, they signed Dennis Schroeder a one-year $2.6 million deal. Ooh. Uh, he averaged 13 points per game for Boston and Houston last year. My main question, assuming they don't trade him, have the Lakers done enough to push Russell Westbrook to the bench? Like they could conceivably start. Pat Beverly, Schroeder, and Beverly is their guards. LeBron and Anthony Davis, right. and then if Davis still doesn't want to play center, somebody at center. Uh, I guess technically, if Davis is
0: okay to play center, they could put fit Westbrook. Well, Russell will be real happy if he's on the bench. That'll be <laughs> that'll make for good team camaraderie and chemistry in the locker room if Russell Westbrook has to start on the bench.
1: Uh, I just feel like Dennis Schroeder is going to match what the Lakers need more than Russell Westbrook, so you're going to want him out there. A little bit more. He can actually shoot a three is what I'm saying here. Um whereas Westbrook, we we saw an entire season of it last year, it does not match what the Lakers need when LeBron James. I is just on the can't floor. see
0: any way he doesn't start though. He might play le- a few fewer minutes. I just don't know if he's ever pushed to the bench as a, just, as a non starter. I guess I guess
1: the starter mm. is not quite as relevant as, like, what are the minutes and what are the yeah, actual It all
0: rotations. depends on how he plays. Yeah, Oh, oh you, you, Russ, you'll be how much, you'll how much out there plays. for the tip. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah.
1: yeah. All right, now, Russ, come over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's an honorary tip every game. Like when they let some injured kid at a high school walk out there and take the opening tip because <laughs> he tore his ACL in the senior year. That's Russell Westbrook every game. The Lakers have to burn a timeout immediately after the tip every game to get him out. Okay, first stoppage of play. We'll do it that oh, way. He's got to play like four <laughs> possessions. They got to, Lebron's got to take a foul every game. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, I mean, Lebron's probably gonna get fouled.
1: <laughs>
0: Great question. Thank you.
1: All right, we haven't gotten to this probably because I'm avoiding it. But Lights FC lost to Hartford three nothing uh, over the weekend. Lights are now tenth in the West. Seven make the playoffs. They are only two back of seventh though because there's a very it's very congested. There at the for the final playoff spot. They got five games left in the season. They've been outscored in their last three 14 to one. And I believe it is one win in their last nine. They have if they're going to make the playoffs, they're going to have to win at Probably at least three of those last four out of five at home. Uh, Yes, the last one is on the road, but the next four are all at home. Um, They're probably going to have to win at least three to make the playoffs. But they have, they've only won one of their last nine. So right. it feels foolish to say, oh, of course, they're going to win three of their last five when they've won one of nine leading into this. So I was very confident about a month ago that they were going to Oh, a month ago.
0: We said there's no way they could fall out.
1: And now they've fallen out because they've won one of nine yeah. in that time span. All right. Coming up next, the Golden Knights Hey, they're finally gold.
2: I do know that I think after a good airing out last week, everybody recognizes that he'll be back sooner rather than later as far as the timeline, and uh, really could be a, a, a minimal of two weeks up here. Now that's very optimistic.
0: Back to the press box, summer edition. We gotta stay positive. Jerry
1: Jones is going to have Dak Prescott on the field this weekend. Yes. Isn't he?
0: Yeah. What's a, what's a broken? What's a, is a, is a thumb? What did they start with? Uh, six
1: to eight weeks.
0: Yeah, they service well. That's normally the timetable for a broken thumb. <laughs> and then Jerry
1: came back with
0: ah, four. What about
1: four, and now he's like, Ah, what
3: about two. two?
0: So even after Cooper won a game.
3: So, so what we need is Bill Foley to go. Robin Leonard. He just had yes. surgery. He'll be back d- before training camp Hold starts. On, we, might,
0: <laughs> we might get that tomorrow when camp opens. He might be on the ice tomorrow. <laughs> what if Leonard was on the ice? <laughs> what if he? What if he skated out? <laughs> That'd be pretty great if Robin Leonard was like, ah, out for the season.
1: Nope, I'm not. I'm Who not said here. that? Yeah, I'm perfectly fine. All right. One thing on the Golden Knights. They have made the gold jersey their primary home jersey. In my effort to convert Ed into a jersey guy, uh, what do you think? You have an opinion on the gold jersey becoming
0: the home no, jersey? No, I don't I only have an opinion on the one <sighs> you showed me before. Man. Come on! Which I loved. I loved. Which one was that? The alternative? Well, it it hasn't that, been announced. That was the fake one. That was a leak, or maybe, as Jared said, a fake right. one. It was a leak. But of it was a black, jersey. yes, a
1: potential Love black the font alternate jersey with the uh, sword on the pants. Yeah. But you don't have. You don't care. You don't like gold don't gray care. jersey. You're not going to give me an opinion here.
0: Well, let me see it. I, I should know <laughs> what it looks like. I've covered the team since its inception. Shiny. Uh. Yeah, I have no opinion. I really don't. Tyler, I'm sorry. I don't have an opinion on these gold jerseys. I don't have an opinion on that, and I certainly don't have an opinion on uh, hockey masks uh, artwork. That seems to be a really big deal. Oh, it is. Like the hockey it's, mask uh, makeup. That that guy. People on Twitter love oh, that stuff. It's, it's
1: one of the few areas in sports where the athlete has full creative control over something they wear in their uniform. Like, almost all of our sports, there's, like, rules about what you can wear. If you dye your hair the wrong color, that's
3: a $10,000 fine. The NFL has all stupid
1: rules. Matt Gay, the the Rams punter, got in trouble because his uh, pants didn't go over his kneecaps. And he tweeted out a picture of him wearing way too big pants and being like, I'm not getting fined this week. Um, Every league has ridiculous rules. Yeah, stupid rules. Does Major League Baseball still have the rule about uh, cleats? Where your cleats either had to be black, white, or team color, like you. I would assume wear...
0: they do. I don't think they're. Getting... I don't think guys are allowed to wear purple cleats. Yeah, like
1: you couldn't wear non-team colored cleats. I know. I mean, I, mean, I mean, obviously in the NBA, guys wear whatever color shoes they want. But the one place, maybe not the one, but one of the few places where the athlete has full creative control over what they wear is goalie masks. So I'm okay with people freaking out about them, being excited about them. A lot of them are overrated. People are like, ah, oh, what a great mask, and I'm like, eh, hey, it kind of sucks. But I'm okay with people being excited
0: about those. All right. I mean, not, I mean, I, I shouldn't say I'm not. It just doesn't matter to me. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm not excited. It's just people go crazy about them, and <laughs> I don't get it.
3: Well, I'll say even further on the inverse, something people forget about is that, like, certain organizations, especially in baseball, are, like, mustache. That is oh. the only acceptable yeah. facial hair. Yeah. Where, like, hockey's like... Yeah, dude, find somebody like with some rattle cans and just spray spray a dragon so on that's the why, side.
0: That's why judges are the Red Sox like that, or he's going to the Red Sox in the game before. He just wants facial hair, is yeah. what it is. Uh, hockey's the opposite in that
1: when you make the playoffs, you're like legally obligated to not shave.
3: Right. And
0: sometimes that like,
3: is to the detriment of like, man, you had a really hot girlfriend. What happened?
1: <laughs> We're in the playoffs, man. <laughs> somebody told me I couldn't shower, so I didn't shower for a month. Uh so here's my thing on the Golden Knights jerseys. I still am not quite completely sure why they didn't have gold jerseys to start. Like the Golden Knights came into the league and their jerseys were gray and white. Mm-hmm. Oh, the black and Knights. then and then what we heard was it's hard to make gold jerseys.
0: Like we heard well, oh figure it out if you go into the team store. Yeah. And it's but it's
1: like three years in, they're like, oh, we figured out how to make gold right. jerseys. Why this team didn't get... The franchise wasn't announced on a Monday and played the first game on a Tuesday. No. There were multiple years of when this team was announced what its name was until they played a game. How did it take Adidas, or maybe it was Reebok at the time? Why did it take them, like, four years to figure out, oh, we figured out how to make a gold jersey. Like, that should have been year yeah, one, the first jersey they ever wore. They been had gold. gold
0: shirts around. Yeah.
1: Couldn't have been that hard.
0: Well,
3: okay, but I, if I recall correctly, a lot of those gold shirts were yellow and our mustard so what what
1: changed in three years that they went from we can't do gold to we've got a gold jersey
3: i'm pretty sure that they they went to adidas and went what the hell man we're supposed to be the golden knights figure this out and adidas went oh yeah that'll be easy and then like thousands of dollars of research later went okay apparently gold's hard we're
1: idiots so what took them three years Trying different types of gold and going, well, that just that That, that seems like that's a week long project at most. Hey, Bill Foley, we have yeah. six different options Come on in. of what it's your like, gold
0: jersey could look yeah, like. Yeah, it's like the uh when you paint the house and you have like six different shades. It's yeah. like which one do you want? Yeah.
1: Doesn't seem like it should have taken three years to figure this out. That's what I'm saying. Something else on hockey. Nathan McKinnon now is gonna be the highest paid player in the NHL, signed an extension, twelve point six million dollars per year. My question in hockey. There is a salary cap in this sport. It's around $80 million. It's going to presumably go up in the future to ninety and eventually eclipse $100 million. But did you know there is a player max? There is a max salary that a player can be signed for. Last year, it was $16.3 million. Changes with the cap? Yes. Why do NHL players not get max
0: salaries? Why is that not um, a part of this league? I'm not sure. I just know that the happiest guy in the world today is Connor McDavid. Is he going to get a max salary? I mean, if anyone would get it, wouldn't Wouldn't it be him? I'm not saying he's going to get one, but if if you picked anyone in the league and said, okay, he's the first one to get it, it's going to be him. Is it because, I mean, is it the simplistic answer that they're trying to save money for other spots and they want to have the best all-around team? If I'm a team,
1: I'm not giving anybody a max contract. But why on the player's side? Look at the NBA. The amount of guys in the NBA that get a max Max salary, you turn around and say, wait a minute. What? And some not so great stars. Right. It's unbelievable. But how have hockey players gone this long without players getting max deals? Like imagine in the NBA, the best player in the league making like 10 million less than the max. It doesn't happen. Like teams have like three guys that are making max salaries. Now in the NBA, depending on how long you've been in the league, how long you've been with your team, the max salary is a different number sure. for different guys. You're right. But guys get max salaries all the time in the league. Yeah. Like one of the big things in the NBA is, can you clear enough cap space to sign another player to a max contract? But in hockey, the best player in the league last year made like $3 million less than the max. I don't understand that. Why would Nathan McKinnon sign for anything less than the maximum possible salary? That's the part of this I don't get. Like, how is there, like, there is collusion among the owners to be like, we're not giving out a max salary. But I don't understand, like, how have the players let that happen? Whereas the other sports, it happens all the time. How is there not a hockey owner who's like, well, of course I'm going to pay Nathan McKinnon $16 million. Or Connor McKinnon. Yeah. Like, I just don't understand how in hockey it's the one sport that has a max salary that the players have not. They don't even approach it. Like Connor, twelve million to sixteen point three. You're not even What's close. I, to it. Eichel's ten. Yeah, you're not even close to a max salary. So I just, I don't quite. If this was the NBA, Eichel, Stone, Petrangelo would all be on max deals.
0: And if they didn't get it, they wouldn't show up. Yeah,
1: they, another team would give it to them. They would all be on max contracts. But in hockey, they're like making 10, nine and eight, or ten, or whatever, nine, and eight. Yeah, one of them's making like half the max salary. It's just insane to me that we have a sport. That just does not do max contracts, despite having. You gave me news today that there was a max contract. Yeah, maybe cause no,
0: because cause maybe because no one ever gets no it. No one
1: gets it, and nobody even really comes close to it either. It's again, McDavid was like four million less than the max last year. That's ridiculous to me. Like the best player in the league is not even really close to the max salary. Whereas in the NBA, everybody gets the max salary, right? You're like
0: third best players getting the oh, max. Oh, some a guy named more got a max salary. Yeah, yeah. it's ridiculous. I don't want to say dead flat average players, but a lot of players Bazemore. Yeah. When you get when you hear max contracts with a lot of these guys you squint and you're like yeah. what? Yeah. Are you kidding me? All right, coming up next, Jason Fitz joins the show. Aaron Rodgers is unimpressed with him, but we aren't. It's time for our weekly
2: visit with the ESPN's Jason Fitz.
0: Good morning, Jason. Hey, Jason.
2: How's it going, gentlemen?
1: Yeah. Better for some than others. Um like you, maybe. So here's a question for you. Coming off a playoff appearance, you go get Devontae Adams, you go get Chandler Jones, you lock up Carr and Renfro and Waller and Crosby, and now they're 0-2. How do you feel about the Raiders?
2: No, I mean, here's the thing. It's All of it requires a little bit of context. How do I feel? I feel gross and icky and disgusting, and this isn't the start that I'd hoped for. But realistically, the start that I thought we'd have right now is 1-1. One I, like, I didn't think the Raiders were going to beat the Chargers coming into the season. I have no problem with that. So, not really panicking over 0-2 because, frankly, when it was 20 to nothing in the first half, and I felt comfortable flipping over to the Aces game and just enjoying a beverage while I watched the WNBA championship on my side TV, of course, I got full TVs going. Like, I, I was willing to let focus go at the half because I felt so good about it. So, like, I, I think what we saw was an epic second-half collapse. Does that define the season? No. In fact you look right now, only three teams in the AFC are undefeated after two weeks. So what do you do with that? Like, we thought that it was going to take 10 or 11 wins to get into the playoffs. And so far, very early body of work. But you could get into the playoffs with nine wins right now. Look across the board. The, the Colts look awful. The Titans look awful. The, the Steelers' offense is one of the worst I've seen in modern football at this point. They're, they're managing to be one and one Like, there are holes all over the AFC. So is all hope lost? No. Is it what it was expected? No. But you also have, you know, two losses to two supposedly quality football teams. So let's see.
0: How much is this on Derek Carr?
2: Uh, You know, I think where this is on Derek Carr, like this is sort of a funny analogy to make uh, coming off the Cardinals game because we always heard about the homework with, with uh, Murray. I think Carr sometimes does too much homework and you know, (laughs) it feels like he comes into the game knowing like he came into this game obviously they saw something on film that made them think mac Hollins was going to be a mismatch and that's cool like i get it but (laughs) you didn't pay mac Hollins for that right so like there's a spot where at some point you got to get your playmakers to make plays and in the second half unfortunately game inches right like the number of uh, that three and out drive that i think everybody's broken down there were a couple of big plays there to be had. They just didn't get made. But, you know, the fine line is you can't – it's like Goldilocks. Too aggressive week one, maybe not aggressive enough week two when he came to actually, like, at some point you got the best wide receiver in the NFL. Get him the ball. I don't care what you have to do. So I think that, you know, part of that's on on Carr and part of that's on the, the play calling and creating opportunities to get him open. Y'all, like, like, I watched the Dolphins game pretty interestingly uh, uh, on the early slate on Sunday, and, yeah, they were getting their butt kicked on the fourth quarter. But What was interesting was watching Mike McDaniel put so many guys in motion in so many different places, and you had no idea what was coming. It was creative, and what we saw here was let's get to the line of scrimmage. Let's let Carr dissect what he thinks is going to happen. Let him predecide where the ball is going to go, and then throw it, which is what he does really well. But, man, sometimes you just got to let loose, and he needs to figure that out.
1: We are only two games into the season and two games into Josh McDaniels as the head coach here. But given that he's not a first-time head coach, we've seen him as a head coach before, even if it was like a decade ago, and it didn't go very well. How much benefit of the doubt does he deserve right now, two weeks in that they're 0-2, or should we be looking at this as, well, he didn't work out the first time, and they're 0-2 now to start the, the McDaniels era again?
2: No, I think I think there's plenty of benefit of the doubt on what it takes to bring a roster together. I mean, every roster every year has a lot of turnover. What we're gonna find out really quickly is the big knock on him, right? That even he acknowledged is that he wasn't very good with people. Well, you're 0 2 right now. You better be good with people. Better have that locker room figuring out that like, hey, we believe in coach and we believe in what we're trying to do here. Cause that's the one thing that certainly at the end of the last season. That they had, Besacchi had the belief and the heart of every single guy in that locker room, and there, there was no quit in that team. Can Josh McDaniels do the same thing here? That's what I think the real judge is. Again, like they have played a Chargers team that is expected to be a Super Bowl contender and a Cardinals team that some people thought was going to be a playoff team in the NFC this year. So, 0 two, the sky isn't falling. But is the sky falling if you start 0 three and a loss to what I think is a particularly bad Titans team? Yeah, so can you right the ship when you're getting across country? You're going to be playing in a muggy, you know, South that, that right now is is gross and you know feels hot and disgusting. Like I know Vegas heat, but it's different in the South. Like there's not much of a home field advantage. There's no reason for them to lose to the Titans. Uh, if they do, then I think all of a sudden you'll have to look at Josh McDaniels and say, can he save this locker room? Because that's always key. It's only two games right now. I mean, there's still plenty of l- runway left, but only if Josh can win the locker room.
0: Jason Fitz here with us on the Press Box, ESPN 1100, 100.9 FM. Okay, so Crosby's getting a lot of pressures. They have one sack in two weeks, and Chandler Jones has completely disappeared. What is wrong with Chandler Jones?
2: That's a really good question because, you know, like, at least I can say it, it looked at times like Herbert Murray took in Crisco and, and Max just couldn't lock him up. Like, I, I, I mean, the number of times he's been... It's like arms around a quarterback, and the quarterback's gotten out of it. It's just been like you have to laugh at it. Sacks come in punches, Max will be fine. Where are the pressures from Chandler? Where are the impact plays from Chandler Jones? And so, you know, maybe we can argue that part of the reason Max is getting so many opportunities is because he's getting soloed up a lot. But man, I, and I'm not buying the, you know, we have to play a different defense against Murray uh, with, with Chandler. Like you still got to pressure a quarterback. And so far, they've struggled with elusive quarterbacks that are slippery, right? And, you know, Ryan Tannehill, not necessarily the same type of athlete. So uh, you got to get them. You got to start getting them, and you got to start getting them in punches because there's plenty of slippery quarterbacks in the AFC West, right? So I think so far the biggest disappointment for the Raiders is that Chandler Jones just hasn't made impact plays. I don't even just mean sacks. I mean, it's just – it feels like how often do we forget he's even on the roster right now? So – He's got to step up, and and frankly, I've been pleasantly surprised for the most part at the way the interior of the defensive line has been able to impact the pocket, but you've still got a quarterback running around for an hour and a half back there sitting down doing a Kumbaya song and reading War and Peace before he throws the two-point conversion. Like Somebody's got to be blamed for that, so like they they need to be better, uh, for sure, and Chandler Jones is a big part of that.
3: Jason, they wouldn't allow Mina Kimes to get powerbombed through a table. They would allow you to get a tattoo. Is that like the line of demarcation where ESPN is like, okay, all right, a tattoo? That, that, that's pretty safe.
2: Yeah, I, I, here's the thing. I think Mina is probably, like, I think Mina weighs like seven and a half pounds. So <laughs> I think their fear was that the table would break Mina, not not vice versa. They look at my arms and they're like, well, you're already an idiot. So what's a little bit more idiot? that you like that? That's, that's about the only, it also shows you the the uh, incredible difference in professionalism. They're like, Mina is not going to go through a table. If that had been me or Daniel Dopp or any of like, us, <laughs> like, they'd have been like, yeah, put that guy through a table. Nobody cares. But Mina, they're like, she's a respected journalist. Look, guys, I write for the dot-com now. I'm a writer. i got to start being taken more seriously. I don't know if you know that.
3: Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you have to? Yeah. Could you? Promo your work. What do you got coming up? Yeah, what have you written? Yeah, every Tuesday,
2: every Tuesday, I, I put a cha- uh, column up on Chalk. You can also get it to, from my Twitter. I tweet it out at Jason Fitz. Yeah, every Tuesday, I walk you back through the reactions uh, that we all felt as fans and betters of the chaos of the weekend, a little college football, a little NFL, and then we rank them by the number of buckets of tears that would be filled. It's supposed to be a one to five ranking, but I started with the Raiders game. And I give it, gave it a million just because it's my column and I can I, I do what I want. So I've already decided that professionalism is thrown out the window. I've, I've broken my own standards.
1: All right. We're going to try this again. It's my favorite thing to do with Jason Fitz. Uh, we are giving away tickets to go see Roger Waters here in Vegas. Do you have a Roger Waters story?
2: No, I uh. don't. You know, I, that, I wish I had a Roger Waters story, but no. Like I, that, That's a badass ticket to get. I would love to actually see that show. I'm quite jealous, but no, I don't have any story there. I-, I failed
1: you guys. All right. so It's the first time, so we'll, like Josh McDaniels, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt for now, oh. but don't come back next week. I
3: mean, you haven't story. lost nine of ten. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. When you guys were on vacation, and I, I was. we had fill-in people. I'm being with ratted
2: Jason. out here, Jared. I'm being ratted out. What's <laughs> happening? No, what
3: I'm saying is that I blamed the two hosts because I went, you guys broke Jason Fitz.
1: What they did to him?
3: They asked, they asked questions to him, and he's like, "Oh, I don't have a story about that." And I'm like, y- "This has never happened." Oh
1: man, that's a nightmare. Oh man. All right, that, I wasn't here, so we'll pretend like it. They didn't got happen. yelled at off the air. That's good. They deserved it. All right, Jason. <laughs> um, well, we're giving away Roger Waters tickets now. You could call in and try to win yeah, them. Just, yeah. You you're allowed to. You just got to be the right caller number. Uh, Jason Fitz from ESPN. Thanks, Jason.
0: Thanks, Jason.
2: Hey, appreciate you guys. Okay.
1: So there is Jason Fitz. The first time that. I have asked him about a musician, and he had... And he did not
3: know
2: yeah. anything.
1: It's impressive. I was genuinely
3: mad, because I was like, this has never happened before. As soon as you two leave,
1: all of a sudden, Jason Fitz is like, yeah, I don't I don't so know. if he doesn't have a Roger Waters story, that leads me to believe Roger Waters is either the best ticket we've given away or the worst ticket we've given away. Because either he's so good that even Jason Fitz has never met him, or he's so bad that Jason Fitz doesn't. Well,
3: I think there's an element of British... So there's not a whole lot. There may not, not, here. There, yeah, there may not be a whole lot of opportunities for like, because Alice Cooper lives in Phoenix. Yeah.
1: So like you can run into Alice Cooper. Well, we've Jason's given us stories from Australia before, but <laughs> now it's time to give away Roger Waters tickets. This is not a drill live in the round Saturday night, October 1st at T-Mobile arena. We've got a pair of tickets to go see Roger Waters. So if you would like to win those tickets, Jared, what caller number do you want to do? What did we do yesterday? 20? You want to do higher than that? 22. Caller number 22. You'll win two tickets to go see Roger Waters at T-Mobile Arena on October 1st. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. That's 702-364-1100.
0: It's a killer instinct. It's a blood-in-the-water instinct. And, you know, I don't know how it was before I got here, but but now, like, we pedal to the medals. We have an attitude of domination. You know, we're not playing the game to just win the game. We playing the game to dominate the game, and we got a team full of kill- team full of killers, man. And it's led by, you know, our quarterback. You know, our head coach. All of the sun, none of the fun on the press box summer edition. Coming up, we
1: will have tickets to give away to Shriners if you want to go out and see some golf. Also, to the Bonkers Comedy Club, the new comedy club at the Suncoast. So stay tuned. Uh, Congratulations to Williams going to see Roger Waters and Mark who won tickets to Oktoberfest, Oktoberfest at Ellis Island Casino. Um, Ed, how do you feel that
0: this week your hot take got upstaged by Brad Powers? Oh, yeah. I feel good about it. He knows a lot more about this than any of us he in terms of college. Football. Taped you, though. Yeah, he did. He did. So you were I, on. Well, your, I said I You said bowl game. Well you I said, said six. Six wins. in a bowl game. Yeah. I, I up my five I've gone from four to five to six, so who knows after the <laughs> Utah State win where I might go here. And then Brad
1: Powers came on and he said they're going to a bowl game and they might contend for a Mountain West championship game appearance that's more than you've got out there. Yeah, you
0: no, you're right. I didn't put that much out there. Cuz
1: here's here's the thing. If you're going to play in the Mountain West title game, you have eight Mountain West games, right? That means you probably need to go 6 seven and, and two 1 with the 6 worst.
0: and 2, 7 and 1 probably. Right.
1: 7 and 1 would almost certainly get, get you in. in. The only way you wouldn't is if you lost the one your one loss was to another team that went 7 and 1 or 8-0. Oh. Um 6 and 2 I'm guessing with shot at I'm it. guessing with how bad the Mountain West has been so far that there's not going to be a team that runs through the conference. You don't think so? 8-0. Probably not. And especially in the in the I guess in the West division because that's the key. It's Oh wait, no, they changed it. It's just the top two yeah. teams. I was going to say in the West division, but it's just team 1 and team 2. So 6 and 2 maybe I I don't know. Do you think somebody's really going to go 8-0? Like a week ago, think- we thought it was going to be Air Force and then they <laughs> lost to Wyoming. <laughs>
0: I mean, if Boise gets their quarterback thing settled yeah. uh, between Brockmire and the freshman, maybe. Um, I think Fresno. You know, I and have you have you looked this up? How long out? I was, ju- I was he's just up, googling it to how see how long
1: is he out. I don't see anything that's. Uh, everything is three days old, so okay. I don't know Jake Hayner and Fresno State what their situation is. If he's out, if
0: he's out for a while, then they become. A lot worse. Yeah, I
1: have no idea how good their backup quarterback, eight, no. quarterback is, right. but he's no probably the best in the conference if he's healthy. So, <laughs> th- this to go to run through this, this past weekend, here are the teams that won in the Mountain West. UNLV obviously beat North Texas. Hawaii did pick up a win over FCS Duquesne. New Mexico got a win over UTEP, and Boise State beat FCS UT Martin. There was one Mountain West game where there had to be a Mountain West team win. Wyoming beat Air Force. And That's then, been the surprise. And then the losers, Washington State beat Colorado State 38 to 7, non competitive. Iowa beat Nevada 27 0, non competitive. Utah beat San Diego State 35 to 7, non competitive. And USC beat Fresno State 45 to 17, non competitive. The 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 wins they got this past week were North Texas, Duquesne, UTEP, and UT Martin. That's two FCS schools. UTEP's a very bad yes. group of five team. In all seriousness, aside from the one conference game where Mountain West team had to win, UNLV had the most impressive mm-hmm. game last week. Right? Wyoming would take number one, but in
0: non-conference play, UNLV over North Texas, yeah, was the most impressive. North Texas have, part. has been. We've said it before. Yeah, those teams that kind of borderline bowl game go to bowl yeah. games. I mean, they're fine. It's.
1: I mean, they might. We'll we'll look back at the end of the year and we'll see, see if how they are. They, they might end up
0: really bad, but right.
1: as a program, they're generally a bowl team. decent play. Yeah, and UNLV crushed him. I mean, it was close at halftime, but you know, he crushed that team in the second half. So you start looking through this. Is anyone in the conference good? Like, is, is there it like we thought it was Air Force. They lose to Wyoming. Maybe it's Wyoming now. I think they're three and one at the moment. Maybe <sighs> Fresno State, but their quarterback's injured. So that probably maybe throws Boise them out. State,
0: but they, they haven't figured out their quarterback yeah. yet.
1: It's like there's there's a few teams that are maybe good and if UNLV beats Utah State by multiple scores, UNLV's in that conversation yes. as a Mountain West team that is maybe good and six and two in the conference becomes, you know, plausible because of how bad the rest of the teams
0: are. You, you, your prediction almost came true. Nevada oh, did cross midfield. They did. In the second half.
1: After their, like, eight-hour weather you were here weather weather for that delay. prediction. There was an eight, like eight hour. This game ended at like 11 p.m. Pacific they had the lightning, time. right? Yeah. It started like before noon. Right. And ended like 12 hours later. Uh, Nevada did not cross midfield until after that day long weather delay. They did not score though. Cause my two predictions were they wouldn't cross midfield and the one that can't come true. But if you just for 60 minutes played Nevada offense versus Iowa defense, that Iowa's defense would win. Yeah. Iowa did not score points on a defensive defense. touchdown. or It a did defensive. not happen, so they couldn't. But it it was a tie, zero zero between the Nevada <laughs> offense and the. But Iowa they defense. kept playing. Eventually, Iowa. I, scored. I think Iowa eventually their defense would have scored. Had
0: a pick six or something.
1: The other one here is San Diego State. Like bad, like like not going to a bowl game, winning four games.
0: Bad. I mean, have you seen their quarterback situation? It is really bad. In fact, their best quarterback. Who was the highly ranked kid out of Arizona? Um, he was second string going into the year. Played one series last week. Uh, they took him out, and he just transferred yesterday. So they just lost. They just lost their best quarterback, and he wasn't even the starter. But he, you know, he was kind of. Nah, like this, I don't even
3: need a ride home.
0: He was kind of <laughs> like this high recruit who apparently has transferred out. So they, I. That's the one thing I've never. There are programs around the country that are like this. They've been really good defensively for a long time. Obviously, that's how they won their games. I never I've never gotten the fact that they can't get a quarterback at that school. It's it, it it's is amazing. incredible. They yeah. cannot get a quarterback at that school who's competent enough to not maybe not bring them wins, but get enough points so their defense just holds everything up.
1: To give you a cross sport reference, but the same school, San Diego State in basketball, pretty much always phenomenal defensively, but mm-hmm. usually struggles offensively. Yep. But even that basketball program they got Kawhi Leonard, and that year their offense right. was excellent. The year that COVID canceled the NCAA tournament, they got Malachi Flynn, and their offense was excellent. So even the basketball program, who's like a copy of what the football program is, always good defensively, usually struggles offensively. But they've in a couple years, they've found a guy that leads them to a great offensive season and ultimately a great year. Whereas the football program, it's just like they cannot get a quarterback. Right, they've never had their Kawhi Leonard or Malachi Flynn at quarterback. And if they if they did, we'd be talking. Oh, they're eleven and one. Should they? Yes, you know, they're. I mean, they won ten games last year without a quarterback. Yeah, which is incredible. So amazing. How much stock should we put into margin of victory over Idaho State? Because both UNLV and San Diego State beat Idaho State. Once San Diego State
0: beat them by thirty-one or thirty-five or whatever, that kind of. I'm far, far. I think you're the same. More impressed with the North Texas win, right? Oh, the absolutely. Idaho State win. I just kind absolutely. of put aside. Once San Diego State scores 35 on anybody, yeah, I'm like that team is <laughs> atrocious and it can't, it can't do. But the North Texas win brought me around to believe that they're going to be, you know, they they can be pretty good.
1: So, and this is again, this is where we'll 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 have to look back later in the year and really get a good gauge on North Texas and Idaho State's bad. We can probably say that now. But, like, San Diego State's lost to two Pac-12 schools. Mm -hmm. UNLV lost to a Pac-12 school as well and blew out a Conference USA team. So there's still a little bit of how good has the schedule been? How does UNLV do against Mountain West teams?